Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. Garrett, Chris, Fax, everybody's here. Last week you didn't get a show because Zencaster, baby. Uh, <laughs> can we actually talk wrestling this week? Or our internet? It's unclear. Let's not... Our, our overlords at Zencaster may be listening. Um, they're almost yeah, but, certainly not. But, but Chris, I, I wasn't going to be able to make the show that you guys were going to do last week, but mm-hmm. I did that night check your OnlyFans, and the stream was perfect. So it definitely wasn't on your side. That's unfortunate. Um, the, the people who just love uh, to watch me uh, watch Grateful Dead shows <laughs> got a lot that night. It's uh, it's it's not the watching you watch. It's how much chocolate sauce you get on yourself during the show. <laughs> yes, I gotta I gotta tell you guys. Uh, I had a woo energy in the morning this week because <laughs> I couldn't drink some tea, and I decided woo energy it was going to be. And let me tell you, I had a long day that day. I felt great all the way through to the end. Those mushrooms just. So I I do want to know the scenario of why you couldn't drink tea, but you could drink Woo Energy. Because I got to imagine anything medically related, Woo Energy is one of the first thing doctors put shut down. He had kidney stones. You take a Woo Energy and you can actually knock 10 cans down with those goddamn things. (laughs) Um, I didn't have, I had time to drink something, but not time to brew tea and let it cool. Got it. Been there, been there. Not with woo energy, but you know that's that's my bad. Could you try heating up a woo? See, like what if it's <laughs> if it's also a warm beverage? Well, the, my, like mine the, would have like, been a soup, like the Japanese coffee machines that are just mm. cans of cold coffee and then they heat it, so you just get a hot can. <laughs> but but also wait, so where are we with this, Chris? Is like. Is this like you still just have some from the initial order yes. and you're finishing them? Or, or do you kind of have a taste for them now? I still have some. So I bought six cans. I bought one of each of the flavors to, you know, World's End for us to drink together. Now I've got the other three cans and I've had one of them now. I think I I'm s- going to have the other two, but it was a lemon sure. for reference. Sure. And it wasn't still not the brown. color. Yeah. Not the color of Garrett's. No, no. That's fucked up. That's <laughs> fucked up. You you should be drinking brown soup too. It's not... Apparently yours wasn't brewed, Garrett. It needs to be properly <laughs> brewed and heated to be served. Although I I do have to say, Chris, I'm kind of despite what you just said, I'm still anticipating somewhere in like the three to six month timeline, I'm anticipating a text to me from your wife that I need to get your friends together for a woo energy intervention. <laughs> He hasn't slept in weeks. <laughs> That's part of using any Ric Flair product as it eventually ends in an intervention. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Conrad Thompson will be attempting to murder me by by the summer. <laughs> I I just I just call your wife back immediately when I see it. I'm like, what what's the matter? Is he like missing work? He, you know, job performance down, like trouble with the family? He's like, no, 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 no. His work performance has never been better. His boss actually called to say how much he's been killing it. The one thing is, every day at five, when everyone's leaving, he helicopters his penis around. (laughs) But he's been doing so good at work that we just kind of look the other way. But at some point... (laughs) 
It's just weird. I'm not saying it's a fireable offense. It's just really strange and uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, when I think wrestling, you know where I think of? I think Well, I think of a lot of places. I think of Booton. I think of West Virginia. But I think of Jacksonville, Florida. And you know who the proudest son of Jacksonville, Florida is? That's right. It is Fred Durst. Fred yes. Durst. <laughs> so let's let people peek behind the curtain here. Oh, and by the way, Okada might come to AEW. But let's look to the behind the curtain here. We were talking about Fred Durst right as we went to air. I pulled up his Wikipedia page. These two fine gentlemen, Garrett and Chris, have not seen the Wikipedia page. So we all know how Wikipedia works, right? There's like that executive mm-hmm. summary at the top before like the early life section. So I am now looking at the opening section of the Fred Durst, William Frederick Durst, 53 years old from Jacksonville, Florida, Wikipedia page. There is three points of information that are the most vital points of information about Fred Durst above the fold. The first one I will give you is about the band Limp Bizkit. That is the head. That is the headline. I want you guys to guess what number two and number three is. And I'm going to give a little bit of a hint. There is some relevancy to this podcast. And one of them kind of fits something that you might think like a normal person on the street might think the other one is fascinating. So I would get, so you're saying like the three, like these are the three things he's known for? There's three paragraphs. I I think each one's like one sentence, but there's like three uh, factoids. I will read the first one aloud. Is he is the frontman and lyricist of the new metal band Limp Bizkit formed in 1994 with whom he has released six studio albums. That's the first one. I would guess that one of them is that he's also a film director because he's directed at least three movies and TV commercials. That is correct. That is the second one, which I which I thought some people would get. It doesn't actually credit him as a director, but it just says he's in, worked on a number of independent films. And then it lists what they are. That is the number two. Is his third one, is, one his appearance on ECW in 2000 or 1999? Uh, sorry. WrestleMania. You though, you, though, are not that far off. It's not WrestleMania either, but you guys are, you guys are, is it just in the right they, Their song Roland was used as the Undertaker's entrance theme? No, I will say this. It has nothing to do with the previous two. It is not about music or film. I'm going to say um, it. Oh, wait, yeah, one, one more guess each. One more guess each. Let's, but you're right. It, it definitely has to do with wrestling. Fuck, does he own NWA now? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But he does own EC3. <laughs> did he did he main event a TNA pay-per-view in 2006 that I don't know about? <laughs> like against no. Jeff Jarrett and Toby Keith? Not that I'm aware of, and that's not the item, but now I kind of do want to scan his Wikipedia page to mm-hmm. see if that's on there. The third one is that he appears as a secret playable character in the video games Fight Club, WWF Raw, and WWF SmackDown Just Bring It. That I played is him what, all the time. Yeah. That is the what the world 
thinks the third most important thing about Fred Durst is not started a riot at Woodstock '99. <laughs> nope. Well, that's under Limp Biscuit. So, yeah. do you think he'll be a playable character in Fight Forever so Garrett can have five Abaddons beat Fred Durst? <laughs> <laughs> By the way, the by far the longest thing on his page is the section for feuds. So I guess <laughs> it works for wrestling. Sounds about right. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just gonna read them down because it's a fun list. <laughs> this is in order on Wikipedia. His feuds: Slipknot, Britney Spears, Taproot and System in a Down. That is listed as a single thing. Taproot and System of Down, not two. Creed, Placebo, Shaggy, Two Dope gonna see if there's anything wrestling related i'm not seeing it although it does reference steve-o's wild ride podcast then another double bill of trent reznor and marilyn manson interesting grouping uh puddle of mud is uh, our closer on that section but he, if you printed it out that would be about four pages that, wow i mean there's a lot of talent on that list yeah some more than others but you know who never turned on him, though? Aaron Lewis. Aaron Lewis always knew where his bread was buttered. He's never turned on Fred Durst. He's like Brutus Beefcake and Hulk Hogan. <laughs> or Brian Nobbs and Hulk Hogan. Those guys are... Oh, wait. They're never turned on the Hulkster. So I'm sorry, by the way. I scanned the Shaggy 2 Dope section too quickly. I'm going to just read this for you. On October 6, 2018... Shaggy do two dope from the hip hop duo Insane Clown Posse attempted to drop kick Durst during a performance of the song Faith in 2018. Um, yeah, there's footage on YouTube of that. Yeah, yeah. I wish we had a theme song put in here for like our, you know, the game we just played. Well, it's going to be every week from now on. We're going to have fun Fred Durst facts. It's a it's a Wikipedia game, and it's keep scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> How is it possible that Billy Corgan hasn't booked that match, though? William Patrick Corgan? Is that who you mean? Yeah, yes, of course. Because um, he doesn't I, he have prob- DNA money, baby. I was about to say, I, I, don't, I don't think he can afford it. I don't think he can afford old, old William Frederick Durst. I mean, we'll see who they can afford as a guitar player. I know. I hope. I hope some of our guitar friends have put there. They say they, they got ten thousand applications. So I'm excited to hear what I, they, who they find. I actually thought Wes Borland and uh, Preston Vance were the same person for a long time, hmm. <laughs> till the mask came off. Man, that guy's handsome. Yeah. He really is. It's weird that he was under there. He's just uh, a. He's a handsome guy. I agree. Handsome, muscly boy. You know, you'd think he's exactly what handsome, you think a wrestler looks like, right? Speaking of handsome, muscly boys, you mentioned Okada. Okada's, right. he's hes coming to us somewhere. It seems. I mean, somewhere, right? So what, what do we know? We know for sure he's gone from New Japan. Both New Japan and himself have confirmed that. Yep. So it's, it's a, it, I, from what it sounds like, he could show up somewhere in like two weeks. We don't know if there's any kind of thing. I personally assume he's going to want some time off. Right. But he could show up somewhere WrestleMania weekend. I think he's booked on a New Japan show somewhere in February. So a little more time. But yeah, he could be. He could be show up anywhere. It doesn't seem like it's absolutely clear where he's going. 
Um, the three names that come up in the Fightful report are AEW, WWE, and of course, TNA. Um, sure. He has a match there on Thursday's show. He does. He was there, uh, uh, yeah, it was like last weekend or something. They, they taped some stuff in Vegas. Okay. I guess that must be part of this taping then that he was just at. But yeah, it's, he's so, uh, Motor City Machine Guns and him versus someone. Moose and so, a couple other guys. So Meltzer, nobody's reporting the possibility of him going to Poland to reunite with Marty Skrull? <laughs> it's an under-the-radar thing. I don't think Meltzer, you know, that, that gets past Meltzer. He's not really, we, Meltzer knows the Tokyo Dome, not so much Poland. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, in reality, obviously, Okada in AEW is something that, Chris, you and I have talked about before there was an AEW. It is without, like, this isn't revisionist history. I'm far more excited for the possibility of Okada in AEW than I was for Punk coming back or anything that's ever happened since the birth of it. However, I think it would be fucking amazing if he just did, like, a year on the indies. <laughs> I want to see Okada Jimmy Lloyd. I want to see Okada death matches. I want to see him maybe, I don't know, fight some penis druids. Why not? Those guys can't get a paycheck from uh, the other guy anymore. Give him to Okada. Okada. It was a good gimmick. Give Okada the penis druids. Okada against Nick Gage is definitely a thing that could happen now that um, would be terrible, but I want to see it. He can get a good match out of anybody, man. I I don't know if I trust Jimmy Lloyd with our Okadas. You know, no, like no, like a package pile driver to Okada from Jim, Jimmy Lloyd. I don't, I don't know about that. But I don't They're know. Gonna... Okada, Okada, and Alley Catch versus uh, Maki Ito and Nick Gage mm-hmm. in a death match with a lot of a lot of wood, a lot of wood, <laughs> maybe some glass, some barbed wire. I I just man, it's really true though. Like I remember going to All In and just being like, "Fuck." we're going to get to see Okada. Like that was like kind of the most exciting thing. And if you remember, like the only two new Japan guys at all in are Ibushi, who is obvious sort of relationship there and Okada. Like he goes way back with those guys. And I, I, this is the one like of all the new Japan guys, even Osprey and those guys, that was the one guy I was like, it'd be pretty fucking cool to see Okada all AEW. I mean, like pretty much, Everyone else on that show, except for Okada and Arrow, have like worked at AEW since, right? Like, pretty much. Did Matt Cross? Somebody and Matt Cross woman, must have worked a match or two. Oh, well, that's true. Tessa Blanchard they, has not. Yeah. Or they, well, I was gonna say him, or maybe you know, the Penis Druids, or they've been canceled. So everyone yeah. has either done a stint at AEW or been canceled. Probably a few people in the Battle Royal, but let's not. Putting that aside. And the Arrow. Was Flip canceled, though, or did he just... Yeah, he just... You can't get canceled for thinking the Earth is flat. Yeah. It just... I think when you find out that someone thinks the Earth is flat, you assume they also think other things that are wrong. (laughs) Yeah, and again, I've I've met Flip. I've talked with Flip. uh, Usually been an incredible drug. He's not a smart guy. So it's like you take that, you take my personal experiences with him. I'm pretty sure he's got some fairly ignorant beliefs, but I'm happy for him to prove me wrong at any time. Yeah. Backs at about 35% brain power and flip really met at the right level. (laughs) Yeah. 
that's when Brian Cage was never been more disgusted by a human being than when he saw how drunk I was at the the New York City WrestleMania weekend penis party at about two in the morning at a hotel in in Midtown Manhattan. But me and Flip were just simpatico. <laughs> that's oh, what did Cage think of you? What happened? So like, I was just kind of. So, so the way it was laid out, right? We had seats like the second row or something like that, right? Yeah, but it was, or like they, it was like the second row. It was up, like on it was the like stage. On stage. Yeah, yeah, it was like the second row on the stage. So, so, and then there were bars, but they were not like they were convenient if you were sitting in the normal seats. But to get to the stage, you had to like go all the way around. So, we were all drinking extremely heavily, as one does as a penis party, with including their, with their flip friends. or. No, no, no. So this is just me and my friends that were sitting in our seats, right? And I think Chris, you, you, you left and went to a show. Right? Yeah, I had and to do XSW, just... so I'd had just a couple drinks, and I abandoned yeah. uh, the penis party midway through, which I'm told. Yeah, was so this was one of the great decisions of my life. Yeah, the worst show I've ever been to, even in that level of intoxication. So, so basically, you had to kind of go around and then get drinks, and then come all the way back. So as a result, we would kind of go between matches and then like the next match would start. And like, I would just like, I really am self-conscious. I really hate making people stand in the middle of things at a concert. I'll wait between songs, baseball game between innings, hockey. I'll wait for a whistle. Right. So unfortunately wrestling, I I'll wait for a whole match. So I load up on drinks as many as I can carry. I'm just sitting there like waiting to go onto the stage area. And there's just flip Gordon and he's just sitting there watching and I don't, he was not working that show. So I think it was like, he did whatever he was doing that night. Cause the penis party, like it started at like 11 or something. Like it was, it was the late show. Right. So I think a lot of wrestlers just started like th- who finished their day, finished WrestleCon just came there. So first it's, it's flip and flip and I are talking a little bit. Then Brian cage comes over and then he just starts talking to flip and pays me no attention. Right. And then I kind of like interject into their conversation being like, Hey, I was talking to flip talking to him about wrestling. Cause I have his shirt. I have his shirt or something like that. And then I remember Brian Cage was just eating a large Tupperware container of grilled chicken cut into little cubes that he was just eating with his hands. And he Goddamn just stopped. Right he was. Yeah. He just stops and just looks at me with just complete disgust and revulsion. And then immediately just turns back to flip and continues what he was doing as though I, I was, wasn't even there. And at which point it- the match, the match ended. So I went back to my seat for like five minutes and then probably got up and get more drinks. Isn't it funny that wrestling shows are the only place where we're okay with like interjected and cutting off a man of that size. Yeah. <laughs> like if it's a bar, you're not doing that. You're leaving that guy alone. But because he's an an acrobatic actor, you're like, no, I right. can cut this man off. Well, to be fair, I think two things. I think, again, I was incredibly intoxicated. So I can't swear on either of these. And it was also, what, like six years ago or something. So one, I think I was like, well, Flip's got my back. I'm interjecting because <laughs> Flip's going to want to talk about what he and I were talking about. So I'm doing this for Flip. Or two, even in that level of intoxication, there's no way I think Brian Cage would do anything but delete me. 
So maybe I was like, maybe I could take flip. Like if this turns, if this turns south, I'll just throw one at flip and then try to run before Brian Cage. And like, maybe Brian Cage will like tend to flip or like at least search him to see if he has any chicken. <laughs> you could have, the other option would be you just knock over the thing of chicken and Brian Cage would have been like, no. And he's like, you run away as you, as he's picking up the chicken. Yeah, could be. Could have, have grabbed you by the shirt collar and lifted you into the air and tossed you back to your friends. Which would have been preferable to watching the rest of that show, probably. <laughs> I've only heard the legend of how shitty this penis party show was. Even the big Valboski himself showing up for the finale couldn't. Because, you know, Chris, you and I have seen a lot of Royal Rumble knockoffs. And mm-hmm. usually they're very bad. They are, it's one of the things I hate most is when I'm going to a show and then they announce they're doing some kind of Royal Rumble knockoff. But this was, I assure you, the worst of all time by a great, great deal of magnitude. Yeah. But part of the thing about the penis party was that they involved a lot of people who you're like, oh man, I get to see that person, but then somehow use them in the worst possible way. And it was so long. Ultimo Dragon was there. Right. And it was terrible, and all sorts of people were on that show doing the absolute worst possible things they've ever done. There was also an incredibly long Tracy Smothers decided to get cheap heat for a match with Sue Young mm-hmm. that lasted forever. And so Tracy long. Smothers would have had a lot of heat in not New York City and not 2019. Right. But it was rough. It was bad heat. It was like a solid 15 minutes of Tracy's mother's making really saying really awful things that just did not. Well, and like and if it wasn't getting the crowd against him enough or whatever reaction he was trying to solicit in the first 11 minutes, why did it go the next five with no changes to the script? You're describing, I mean, the last time I saw Tracy Smothers was at a GCW show here in Nashville. He mm. did the exact same thing. Uh, I believe there's a lot of slurs and it got to the point where everybody was just a little uncomfortable, which I guess that's the character. Yeah, but it's, it's, I think he's definitely taken like the stone cold advice of just turn yourself up to 11 on that one. It's a lot of like incest talk too, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. Sounds right. Oh, Tim Thatcher against David Arquette. That was a thing that happened. Mm, Hmm. Yep. Oh, God. Well, let's... Okay, penis party was anyway. not good. Uh, Chris... But if Okada did a penis party, it would be exceptional. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, honestly, like, wherever Okada ends up, I think we're all kind of excited. I I mean, obviously, if he ends up in AEW, the, the amount of matches we could see him have that are fresh, fun matchups are insane. Well, I was what? just curious, what's your Okada dream? Other than obviously, like, let's run Logan back Paul. Okada and Kenny. Oh. Oh. Wait, who'd you say? WrestleMania, Okada, Logan Paul. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. See, I, I definitely want him most in AEW because he'll actually wrestle more often and have enough time for his matches. Um, That would be my one fear if he goes to WWE. So I will say this. I've I go in and I've been going in and out of interest on AEW. Like I'm, I'm watching the show and stuff like that, but my interest definitely has been wanes up and down. That said, 
that any show Okada has an advertised match in, I am a hundred percent pumped for forever. And then ditto, I have not been a subscriber to Peacock in a while. He goes to WWE. I'm I'm popping my my Peacock cherry again. They didn't get me for that NFL game that everyone hated that was on Peacock, but they'll get me for Okada. Yeah, he shows up <laughs> WrestleMania. I'm going to that night. It's, it's him beating the shit out of Cody. And that's Cody's <laughs> WrestleMania moment this year. They're pretty great. Yeah. Still better than last year. Can um, I also ask can I also ask this? Speaking as uh a current New Japan subscriber, should I be? No. They just got me back for the first time in years. Like I'm giving them my money right now. And you're right. They took like the last thing I gave a shit about. I so let me let me throw this. I don't even think this is a hot take. I think the New Japan Strong US shows are better than the New Japan Japanese shows, right? Mostly. Like, yeah. Like, what are you excited about in the Japan show that's better than Tom Lawler? <laughs> you know, like that's the bar. <laughs> they don't pass the the Lawler Doza line. Yeah, and ZSJ's showing up in the US for those shows and. Like, literally, legitimately, at this point, I was looking at the cards for the next couple weeks, and it's basically, like, Zack Sabre Jr., and that's about it in terms of my so, interests. Yeah, basically, a New Japan World subscription at this point is ZSJ's OnlyFans. <laughs> that's, he just charges in yen. Are we mad at Jungle Boy? No, who cares? Wait, why I... should we be mad at Jungle Boy? I don't know the internet because the internet the 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 people who write on Facebook don't like him. He showed but up. Like, he, you you saw he I showed saw up the, at the New Japan show, right? Yeah, yeah, he I saw that. But, but it, like, what I'm saying is, like, is that what they're mad about, or are they mad about him as a person? Are they mad that he's is he like did he quit AEW? Like, what what exactly? Are, like, I mean, because to me it feels like I saw that coverage, but I didn't. I just saw it playing out like a wrestling angle. On the internet, which is, I think, the intent. Do, do people just not like him because he's not super great on the mic? Uh, or is it a punk thing, right? Is, is it just I mean, one of those things sure. that, that yeah, it's just that for whatever reason, if you like CM Punk, you have to dislike Jungle Boy, which means there's probably a whole lot of people you need to dislike. Oh, I mean, that's, well, that's the weird thing is like, I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what things are like. And, and part of me feels like, if you're if the punk people are really dug in in AEW or anyone's dug in, let them go. <laughs> I don't know. Someone's upset because CM Punk left. Let them go. You guys get Okada. They can fill as much time as they need on any TV show with Kazuchika Okada. I would love to just see him playing a game of chess against Claudio Castagnoli. Mm -hmm. I would watch. You could be the whole two hour show. I'll stay for picture and picture all of it. <laughs> Get mad at that little Caesars commercial because you can't see all of it. Did you just make a mad? <laughs> no, they told him that I'll, it's on picture in picture and to hold. I'll watch every rampage if he shows up wearing Nick Jackson's gear. <laughs> I'm in. You put Okada as the collision guy and then get me to tune in on Saturday nights. Mm. See, that's a way to sell collision, right? You're like, look, every week Okada wrestles for 35 minutes as the main event. And you're like, sold done deal and, and then you say but but 
if you don't watch Dynamite two, we're gonna move Jay White back to Collision, and we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna give you that program again. I know you you like Jay White now for some reason, but you're gonna hate him when he's against Okada again, and that's how we're using Okada for three months in a row. The ghetto principle. The ghetto principle. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm. I don't know. I I feel bad. I I love New Japan so much, but yeah, there's there's nothing fucking happening. I might hold out for the New Japan Cup. That might be my last shot at this, but man, and even that, I don't know. I man, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm confident they'll get their shit together at some point, right? Cause sometimes you need things like this to happen, unfortunately, to like really give the wake up call. Um, and hopefully they can also realize Tanahashi's not the solution. He's too fucking old, right? Which I, I think they get. They're not really putting him in real main events anymore. Um, but you know, again, with you go back to when they had a bunch of people leave, you know, uh, uh what was that like seven, eight years ago, mm. probably give or take. And then that spurred one of their great runs. So yeah. again, you just got to hope I, I, I would say, I think it's going to be, you're just donating to ghetto for a little while, but, but I do think, I do think that they'll, they'll figure something out and they're going to have to create some new intrigue. Tai Chi main event. That's all I say. Tai Chi world champion. I mean, or Despy uh, in a death match. Uh, give him the world title. Make it a make it a death match thing. Just go real different, right? That's one of the other things with New Japan. Is there's been these eras, right? That uh, why not why not the death match era? They've kind of did a little bit of dancing in that in the in the past, but let's go all go all in. Okay, so Garrett, so uh, I know one of your favorite things in all of current wrestling is is Sting, mm. and we all we all enjoy Sting showing up late to things, missing tables. But did you notice not this week's, but last week's Dynamite, the one in Jacksonville? Uh, Sting was in the main event. Ric Flair was featured very prominently. Yeah, I don't know if he took his woo energy. Did you notice how long it took for him to get out of the ring I knew during the match? Gonna... <laughs> during the match that was still in progress on live television. He, he was basically center in that ring to where there was no yeah. way for her. Like you couldn't avoid they it. They kept trying to cut to different places and they just couldn't not have just the back of Ric Flair's ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was... That was something. That was something. I think, he did. Did he not have stairs? Where did what happened? Or did he insist? Because it looked like he was just slow to get over the ropes, but then he kind of knew what he was doing. He grabbed the ropes, did the kneel down that every manager does, and then just hung out there. Like he was just like, "Nope, this isn't going to work." Okay. How did this man wrestle a match less than a year ago? Well, he had a mini heart attack as he started climbing through those ropes and just had to had to wait it out. That's true. It's the third one that week. Although I do got to say, if they're trying to build up Sting for the main event of the next pay-per-view, Sting has never looked more spry than after Ric Flair needed six and a half minutes and two commercial breaks to go five feet down. <laughs> You know, here's here's the real Okada dream match we could get in AEW. Okada <laughs> and the Nature Boy. <laughs> Come on, guys. He can do this. Flair can Flair can definitely because Okada likes to use that risk control, so he can pull Flair up when he needs to. 
Well, it would be phenomenal because you know Okada's got to be a perfectionist, right? He's just got to be, and he's got to really study it. So he's got to be like, okay, people say Ricky the Dragon's one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. He edited the greatest matches of all time with Ric Flair. Well, that was Ric Flair at like thirty-seven. Anybody could do that. I'm gonna have seventy-three-year-old <laughs> Ric Flair, and I'm gonna do matches just as good as Steamboat. He hits the rainmaker on him. He's gonna cut through him like he's paper. Like it, it is gonna it's, be. It's gonna be gross. It's gonna be like when when you take up. It's it's like November thirteenth, and you're like, oh god, the pumpkin's still here, pump- and you pick it up, and it just slips out of your hand because it's so slimy, and it just immediately <laughs> explodes into pumpkin slime. There's no solid matter left. <laughs> it looked like a solid pumpkin, but the second you touched it, it just melted. That'll be Ric Flair on a Rainmaker. Omega comes back from diverticulitis and he's like, fuck. Okada got six and a half stars. I'm getting seven out of Flair. And he wrestles the goo puddle that's left. (laughs) (laughs) Conrad sponsors it. They start making blue goo from the blue chew people. Blue goo energy. Well, and that, yeah, once the goo can't sell anymore, uh, then you just you you just literally sell those little bits of Rick, right? Just pill form him, you know, put him whatever's left, right? What, yeah, every last cent. Like what of, they do when they pop-up. cut up, they cut up like the canvas at like WrestleMania <laughs> and like put it in trading cards or whatever, whatever they do with that. They just do that with the pieces of the dried Ric Flair goo. But it's going to be like Ghostbusters 2 when you get angry and the goo like starts to bubble yeah. and move and make shit. But like, yeah. what, what could you do if it senses that you're drinking around it? If you're uh, if you're windmilling your penis around like the, the goo yeah. starts to grow and in, in, in <laughs> instead of like getting more powerful with like anger or whatever it was in Ghostbusters, it just gets more powerful with bad decisions. <laughs> It's just like, well, you're just on, you know what? You're just on eBay way late at night when your wife's asleep. It just starts shaking. <laughs> it's There's a bad the decision happening. It just overhears like, you know what, honey? I think a baby could save this marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just starts hanging out at like car dealerships where it's just like, well... You say I can get it with almost no cash down? That sounds that sounds reasonable. I have no cash down. Go ahead cash and throw down. on that extra rust coating or whatever you said it was. Sure. <laughs> Sir, so for the application for your BMW SUV, can you give me your place of employment again? Oh, well, most recently it was the Waffle House, but uh, we had a bit right of a Right now it's nowhere. <laughs> yeah, we had a different sort of... <laughs> Why is this goo just trying to yeah. bone me in the ear? I'm trying to get into streaming. I think I'm going to stream, be one of those YouTubers. They make good money, so I figure we'll be fine. <laughs> the goo. Uh, to get away from the goo for a minute and go to a different <laughs> kind of goo. Blood. My favorite mm. goo. Chris and I last My week- second favorite. My second favorite. What's your first? Rick. Oh, jizz, jizz. Oh, jizz. Where does Rick yeah. fall? Um, well, I kind of associate him with jizz, if I'm being real. 
if I'm being mm. one honey with you, I do kind of consider them the same thing. Mm. I do fun. think the Ric Flair goo is going to be mostly jizz. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess I only pictured him blue because of the branding of his the right, right the boner right. pill. Uh, but no, we watched, and we were going to talk about this last week. We didn't. Uh, the Circle Six King of the Death match. Mm-hmm. And Chris and I, we both watched it beginning to end, right? Like, we didn't. Yeah. You saw the whole show? Well, I mean, to be clear, to be clear, we skipped much of, of the space between the matches. It's a five-hour and 38-minute show, but it's really about mm-hmm. a two-hour and 45-minute show. Unless you deeply enjoy Casanova Valentine and Kevin Gill killing time. They were basically like radio DJs, just like, oh, are we going to commercial? No, we got a song? No, we don't have a song? All right, guys, let's uh, let's talk about what we just saw. Let's uh, <laughs> Wait, just riff. Let's talk about death matches and what's going on. You say it was five and a half hour show. I'm looking at the match time. The longest match was more than double the majority of the matches and it was a non-tournament match <laughs> it was the longest in 22 minutes and it was a uh, matt justice versus homicide uh but everything else other than that um i don't know where where do we even start with this thing? I, like, by the I mean, way i want to know why that was it not in the death match I, I have a feeling it was like matt justice's wife made him see a cte specialist and she got him to agree to not do the death match tournament and he's like, no, it's fine. I'm going, but don't worry. I'm just having a normal match. And he never mentions, oh, it's a death match against Homicide. But it was only one match and not three. It was only one. So, yeah. He didn't break. He didn't lie this time. Just speaking of CTE, the mat, the show did open with a match called uh, a Blunt Force Trauma Death Match, which was That's disgusting. not okay. That's not an okay name for things. It was nine minutes and 58 seconds of just headshots. It was. And this was not part of the tournament. No, this, this was. was. This was. Okay. This was the opening match. And these are um, like old, like 1998 ECW headshots. Yes. Oh, yes. that's not okay. That's just not okay. No, no. The next death match is Otis Kogar against AJ Gray in a rematch. But uh, the ne- now it's just about reading. They just have to read a book. <laughs> Chris, did that make you feel icky that we paid money for that? Like, was that? Well, I've seen Otis had done one of those at the la- the sickest of the six or whatever they called the one that was uh, all all out weekend. Um, so yeah, I know that Otis, this is his thing, um, and uh, I just accept it. You know, it's what he needs and what he wants in his life, and uh, no one's forcing him to do it. So. You know, people do worse things to themselves, I guess. Sure. But everything you just said is also applicable to Chris Benoit's flying headbutt. That's the problem. I hope Otis isn't married. (laughs) I hope no one related to Kevin Sullivan ever goes near them. Correct. Before we go through any of the others, I will say the production quality on this deathmatch show was crazy. It was great. And where was it? Where was it exactly? The Don Quixote Theater in Los Angeles. Not where I was thinking it was going to be at all. Yeah, it was a nice room. Uh, They had these great screens behind it. So everybody had really good entrances. 
um i don't know it looked like money was put into the show like the quality of the cameras uh commentary which i thought this was kind of interesting so they had kg had commented on them not wanting him to curse so him and casanova valentine kept a checklist of how many times they said the word fuck uh and i think by the end of the five hours it was like four times which is Less kind than of incredible yeah. that like considering how much time they had to kill um i don't know chris what were some of your highlights from this show i liked uh what was the guy eric priest so adam 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 priest okay sorry um uh tapped out to avoid like getting thrown into tubes which is such a beautiful heel deathmatch move and then the baby face, of course, is like, I got to toss this guy into the tubes after the match. And then Priest turns it around and you're like, that's a perfect little deathmatch heel, heel move. I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, that was one of my favorite bits of the first round. So I, yeah. I got a, just a real basic question. So why is Casanova Valentine on commentary? Like, he's not that old. Is he hurt or something? Like, is he not wrestling and I wasn't aware? He still does circle six. Honestly, it could have just been like, maybe he doesn't want to go three rounds anymore, you know, or do yeah. multiple rounds of this shit. Because honestly, this show was pretty fucking gnarly. Like this show is what GCW was when I started doing this podcast. Mm. Like it got, it got gross. Like, um, f- I don't remember if we showed this on the air to you at one point. Did you look up and we showed you what AJ Gray's back looked like after the end mm-hmm. of this show? Um, mm-hmm. I mean, all of that happens in the final match. Like, I mean, it no, was. No, I think a lot of that happens for AJ in his semifinal, too. Because his semifinal was a Taipei death match with Dale mm-hmm. Patrick's, where they, they do a lot of glass stuff. Like, a lot, a lot of, of glass stuff. But I mean, how it's hard to top how much glass they did in that main event. Uh, basically, the main event ends up being AJ Gray versus Bobby Beverly versus uh, Atticus. So mm-hmm. half, over half the match is just two guys wailing on AJ Gray with glass. And the last spot that AJ Gray does, there's no way he got paid enough for it to be worth it. He took a, t- a double team superplex off the top of the ladder through an amount of tubes that was not nearly enough to break a fall onto concrete onto concrete. Yes. Not into the ring. Yeah. At that point though, they'd pulled up the stuff on the ring. So the ring would have been just boards anyway. So um, it was also interesting because normally in a three way where there's like two guys on one team and one guy's the underdog baby face, the underdog baby face overcomes. Um, Instead, the two guys just beat the shit out of him, and he lost. <laughs> well, so it sounds to me like AJ Gray would be happier in New Japan, going against Despy in main events. That's what I mean, because then he only got to do one match a night. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I hear there's some AJ... openings at the top of the card in New Japan. Yeah. AJ versus Ishii? Like, there's some hard-hitting I, shit that AJ I, Gray would that's love That's not to a joke. Like, there. there's, there's a lot of, like, deathmatch guys that that would be a joke, but, like, AJ actually could work New Japan. And just sprinkle. He could do Despy duty, right? Just sprinkle in the occasional hardcore death match, and then I, I, I would be fine with the vanilla AJ Gray doing a run in New Japan. He is hard hitting enough that his style would fit over there. Uh, whether they would 
want him? Who knows? Well, he has a pretty like versatile skill set too. Yeah. Right. So like he can kind of like it's weird. Like we obviously know him best currently for this stuff, but like he kind of can work with anyone. When I first started seeing him, it was at Southern Underground Pro, and he was just doing normal wrestling matches. It, I mean, it right. wasn't really. I'm even trying to remember how when he ended up in GCW. Because it wasn't death matches at first. He was well, there doing even, regular wrestling. And even in GC, yeah, GCW, even in the modern few years, he's had plenty of fairly normal matches. Yeah. Now, what was your favorite part of the night, Gareth? My favorite part of the night, no questions asked, like, or hands down, was Atticus Kogar versus uh, Pagano. Pagano. He's a. a a Mexican clown. Mexican. At first, I couldn't think of what his name was, and I was thinking it was Pagliacci, uh, and I thought it was like <laughs> your your opera cousin. Isn't Pagano one of the ones with like the numbers? He's like Pagano. It's not. I know that's Villano, but isn't Pagano also numbered? He's no, like more than Junior. He's Pagano four or something. No, I don't think so. Well, his jacket said six six six. Is that? Oh, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's what I'm thinking. Um, but there is a spot in this, facts. Like, this was, I mean, I know this happened in 2023, but this is up there with how hard I laughed watching Sting uh, get squished in that match or in the in either Sting spot. So Paga- uh, Atticus is on the outside of the ring. Pagano, like, runs the ropes, does a front flip over the top rope, Mm-hmm. Atticus ain't there. Pagano goes ass first <laughs> onto concrete. It's the language gap, like what? Well, it was a. The problem was Atticus was like three feet too far to the right, <laughs> and he just or he mistimed where he was supposed to be. I don't know whose fault it is, but he went ass first into concrete, doing a flip over the top rope. You have never seen this expression on a clown's face before, Fax. This guy, like, he was distraught. His ass hurt. Like, but he wasn't <laughs> selling it like a wrestling injury. Like, he, like, looked more... You cons- sell it? it was more like a kid on a school ground that fell off the monkey bars? <laughs> he, he looked so concerned. <laughs> and Kevin Gill's just like, I don't think he got all of that. <laughs> Poor bastard, they replayed it like nine times throughout the night. <laughs> and the match wasn't even close over. <laughs> Basically, the guy is having to wrestle the match with a broke ass. <laughs> and he's painted like a clown wearing all this like demonic 666 shit. And you can just see it in his face. Oh fuck. Well, I've celebrated I don't I haven't seen a ton of Pagano matches, but I do know about his series with again, I don't know how it's pronounced. It's Chessman. I don't know if it's actually Chessman. I think it's (laughs) Chessman. Is it Chessman? He's he's in a series. I think they did triple mania right i think pagano's triple a again him and psycho clown are so similar it's like i feel like they both swap at the same times who's in yeah who's in triple a and who's in uh 
uh, the other one, CMLL. Um, but I do remember some of those matches with Chessmen being good. I think one of them, no, I think it was Triple A because I think it's one of the ones I saw in VR along with the lady's big ass. Mm. Oh, and this is this is the same guy. This isn't like Psycho Clown. This is Pagano. Yeah, I, I again, if he's not numbered, <laughs> like I, I, <laughs> I think it's the same because he doesn't wear a mask, right? Pagano's the one that doesn't wear a mask. He doesn't. He just paints his face. Yeah. So I mean, I know his face is painted, but I mean, I think the it's only gotta be the same guy. The only number is uh, Pagano, and then how many different fractures does his tailbone have? Right. God, that guy Pagano seventeen. <laughs> he left that match shorter. Like he, like I. It sucks. It sucks. And the only other time I've seen something like that, I mean, the exact same spot where I laughed that hard was at Ebola. And it was PCO versus Brody mm. and the exact same spot happened. And PCO was just too far to the side. Brody hit the ground so goddamn hard on his ass that the whole, like we felt the room shake. And I heard him later, like a week or two later on Colt Cabana's podcast, talking about breaking his ass at Bola and having to like sit on a donut on the flight home. Well, that's what I was thinking is like, now imagine poor Pagano He's he's laying in the back of the car on his belly, ass up, with the donut on his ass because he rolls over. And then they're driving down the 101 to, to get to the Mexican border. And then, like, the Border Patrol agents, you know, they don't really check that closely when you're going from the U.S. side back to Mexico. But you know they stopped that one. And they're like, so what were you getting into? Well, you, you hurt your ass, I see. It looks like you have a broken clown in the back. Yeah. Looks like you got one of, you them the boy, one of them pretty boy Mexican clowns. <laughs> Whatever that boy's ass. Hmm. <laughs> oh, he just, uh, the look on that man's face. Like, it's not, it's not a life threatening injury. So I feel like it's a little more okay to laugh at it, but it's just like, I mean, that face, you've never seen a clown look so concerned. So I I did, I did, because I'm the only one that's allowed to use Wikipedia on this show. I did just check it. It does appear he has been the same Pagano. There is no number. Uh, it's been the same guy. And he's actually younger than I thought. He's not young. But he's only 37. I would have guessed, with my admittedly very incomplete knowledge of Mexican wrestling, I would have thought he's been around way longer than that. But again... I confuse him and Psycho Clown, who he apparently had his biggest feud ever with, according to Wikipedia. That makes sense. That does. That does. But yeah, overall, great show. Honestly, I, I, had, so let I me, had a Let me time. ask you guys another it. question. If there was one match, not just the stuff in between, if there was one match I should have skipped when I watched this show, what would that be? The and one why? that you should not watch at all. Which is what? The CTE one? Um, I guess I would skip the the Matt Justice homicide just because it's not part of the, the tournament and it's not a death match. It's just kind of a 22-minute hardcore match in the middle of a death match show. Oh, that's even weirder to make it a hardcore match because then it's just well, like a little death match. It's a title like match. That... Uh, 
Yeah, yeah it's enjoyable, but it just doesn't. You're, yeah, you're right. It's, it's kind of long in the context of of any. Why of any did of the rest they, of it. is it is it like before, like right after like the last semi before the main event, like someone needed a rest? Like, no. Well, so what happens is it's actually after the first round, um, and then they do the, then they do the three semis. And then um, they take 45 minutes to try to attempt to build the structure for the final one. But then they fail and they just start the match. Like they showed you pictures of it's like an ultra violent, like house of torture or something. And they just didn't finish. And they were just like, we got to go. We got to do this match. 45 minutes. forwarding and you're like, oh my God, it's another five minutes and Casanova and Kevin Gill are still talking. Which Casanova on commentary loved, loved. Mm-hmm. Get him and Veda Scott on a show. That's my new favorite commentary team. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to need to get those two on commentary. We're going to get Okada. We're going to do a show at American Cheeseburger. And uh, he's going to beat the shit out of Dilf Boy. And it'll be the greatest match of all time. Oh, well, man. Okada against Dilf Boy is incredible. That at American incredible. Cheeseburger in Buffalo, New York. That's That's incredibly important to this. I don't know if there's enough room for a rainmaker in American cheeseburger. He'll find a way. Dilf Boy Boy is very tiny. So even if Okada takes up most of the room, Dilf Boy is petite. It'll be fine. Like, can you picture the translator trying to explain to Okada why we don't like Dilf Boy and to really lay it into him? I just also want to be like, and I'm not going to do the accent because I'm sure it'll be super offensive. I'm not going to try to speak gibberish Japanese, but just uh-huh. him speaking a long line of dialogue and that just ends in blah, 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 doof boy. <laughs> like that just would amuse me. Uh, what What do you think Meltzer would give that? And why is it, why is it three and a half? It's definitely three and a half. Stars. <laughs> I think it's three and a half because he'll say the whole burger cheeseburger gimmick never paid off. <laughs> right. It's the, the cheeseburger of Damocles, but it never fell. Um, but he would probably say uh, Okada's cardio wasn't as good, but he's excellent as always. He would probably also confuse Dilf Boy with some other indie worker from the Northeast that he's not familiar with. Do they still have, do we know if they run anything else out of American Cheeseburger? We haven't really been following. What is that mm. company called anyway? I forgot. XPW. Well, it's XP, XPW. Yeah, so I was going to say it's the new XPW. Yeah, we kind of fell off from them for a while, um, which I'm sure our listeners are happy about that they don't have to <laughs> hear what's going on at XPW anymore. Well, they're going to want to know when we're the first people that break the news of o- Okada's actually been there for weeks doing videos, <laughs> just nobody's noticed until we do. We break it. He's actually. <laughs> He's working the counter at the porn store next door or whatever. <laughs> he didn't know there was wrestling. He just actually retired from wrestling to work at the, a porn store in Buffalo, New York. So they have not done a show there since um, since last year and early last year. So it, it's been was a it while, the unfortunately. Was the incident? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, Maga Butcher against Dilfoy is the last main event. Although I do see they are coming back to Newark, New Jersey in late February. February 24th. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the problem is, though, every time we've looked, the tickets have been stupid expensive. I mean, just stupid. Um, let's see. They did do a, they did a show Slash called... their Ma- champion. They did a show called Merry Christmas in California in December, which is just a great name. Oh, yes. Merry 60? Christmas. 
$65 for a seat, 40 for GA. Any like just GA seating is $65. No, no. So there is no GA seating. You get an assigned seat. Okay. It's an assigned seat for, oh, no, there's GA a balcony that's 50. So that's, well, that's where you want to be anyway. Yeah, but 50, and that's before fees. Although they're saying fees only $1.50 printed print at home. In 2024, we're printing things? Well, I mean, hey, you would assume that a price tag like that means that that Drake Younger gets some, you know, some, some eating money afterwards. I don't There's know. Like- they got... They got a show in late January here in Houston, and like they're advertising MAGA Butcher, Tessa Blanchard, Schlack. They don't have anybody advertised for this show. Uh, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough for me to get fifty bucks from me for no Schlack advertised. The last Newark show though has a twenty-five minute MAGA Butcher match against oh, someone getting... named Chuck Stein. That is twenty-seven minutes too long. <laughs> I guess we'll keep we'll keep an eye out facts because because you live close enough, right? I mean, it's obviously not far. So if if they announce something that's very exciting, we can consider this. I don't remember if I told you guys this. Um, a friend of the show, uh, a rat that he was the one that I sat with at the Ric Flair show. Mm. He was over in Japan for like the last couple weeks um, for you know Wrestle Kingdom and then just hanging out. And he went to, I believe it was a freedom show at Corican, and fucking Maga Butcher wrestled at it. What? And he he said that there was he sent me pictures. He said that there was this Japanese father who had a little girl with him, who he had clearly given the little girl to get a t-shirt or something. And he turned around for a minute and he said he said the second the dad turned around, that little girl went and bought a Maga Butcher t-shirt. Somewhere there is a little girl in Tokyo with a MAGA butcher t-shirt. Love it. That's beautiful. That's, you know, this world is so divided sometimes, but sometimes professional wrestling brings us together. I feel like this is the beginning of a great indie movie. Mm -hmm. Like it's this little girl. There's a Shake Shack right there by the Tokyo Dome. For the first time, her dad took her to Shake Shack before the wrestling show. It's the greatest cheeseburger she's ever had. Then she saw MAGA Butcher. Dad's a wrestling fan. She just had to go because there was no one to watch her. But then she saw MAGA Butcher. And Dad let her buy a shirt, and she just remembers all. America, cheeseburgers, MAGA Butcher. And then now she's like 17. It's like many years, it's like a decade later. And she's going to the United States for the first time before she starts her freshman year at college. On a Basically the movie Past Lives, but with... <laughs> <laughs> but her journey takes her to Buffalo, New York, to American Cheeseburger, to find Maga Butcher, who's working in a porn store. Fred Durst maybe will produce it for me. <laughs> of course he would. That sounds, that sounds like a perfect movie for Fred Durst to direct. You know who knows the sensibilities of a seven-year-old Japanese girl? William Frederick Durst. Build, builders. I, I will say, guys, it's going to be, look, it's, there's going to be a lot of stuff happening uh, the weekend of, uh, of WrestleMania. But one thing that is happening that appears to be involving XPW is something called Eat the Turnbuckle, the final battle royal bloodbath. 
at a at that's actually just called... a f- an eating competition, and it's <laughs> Schlack versus uh, versus uh, fuck, I don't know Jeff Cannonball, and they're like actually eating the whole turnbuckle. It's like when that guy broke Tommy, the Guinness Tommy Book Dreamer, of if, you, if you're doing an eating contest in a wrestling arena in Philly, Tommy Dreamer's involved. You better believe it. <laughs> Tommy Dreamer's eaten many, many different things that could be described as turnbuckles, and none of them were like George the Animal Steel literal ones. Where's this at, Chris? It's at Underground Arts in Philly. Who's who's there? Does Is there a talent announced? It's, uh, mostly, I think, bands are announced. There's a reference to Fang and Anti-Scene and Ground. There is a blurry picture of Maga Butcher, so I assume he's going to be there. Rob Black's just doing a live podcast. <laughs> Schlack will be at the Heart Ballroom, Facts. I'm checking. I was checking that now. Schlack will be there. That's the the Newark venue. Yeah, as will as will Homeless Jimmy. Oh, perfect. We're two for Who, two. Jimmy Lloyd and. No, there's another guy named Homeless Jimmy. Oh, it's just a clever name. It's good because Jimmy Lloyd, that's a little too close to where I live. Jimmy Lloyd, I I would be worried would follow me home. But Homeless Jimmy's probably harmless. Lowlife Louie's going to be there, who we almost saw get murdered by Nick Gage. I I haven't seen him since that very day. Yeah. That was, uh, I didn't know he returned to wrestling after that, quite frankly. He survived. He survived. Uh I do remember looking up that he survived. Yes. But I had not. I've not heard his name mentioned in the context of professional wrestling since. So I was looking up Anti Scene because that name was familiar to me, and they used to be Gigi Allen's backing band at one oh. point when okay. he wasn't with the Murder Junkies. And as I'm scrolling through their Wikipedia page, keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. Um, Anti Scene. <laughs> is a band that has written lyrics expressing their appreciation for professional wrestling by making musical tributes to various wrestlers, including Cactus Jack, Sabu, Terry Funk, and Abdullah the Butcher. Ooh, that sounds that delightful. sounds kind of wholesome. Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking through to make sure that there, I mean, if you're associated with Gigi Allen, I just want to make sure there isn't any uh, anything weird that I'm promoting before her. <laughs> Before we put this podcast out. Yeah, I mean, there's generally two types of things on Mania Weekend. And I think we're going to be doing at least some of both, right? You have certain things that are just crowded and you need to figure out which thing is the best thing to do in this time slot. And it's about prioritization, right? I can't be in two places at once. And then there's certain things which this thing might fit into, which is just that seems really weird and interesting. This is the only place on earth and the only weekend on earth I might be able to see it. Let me just, it's probably not going to sell out, but let me just throw a ticket because it's probably cheap and then it'll be a game time decision. But like, that's it. I could tell you right now, that's going to be my mania weekend strategy is just, there's going to be certain things like hardwired, you know, in red ink on my calendar. And then there's going to be a lot of, we'll see where the winds take me. Here's my media weekend strategy. Woo energy. <laughs> I'm excited to not try a brown one. Woo energy. Both Chris's mania strategy and his wife's divorce lawyer's strategy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't joke about such things. 
as far as death matches go, I did want to throw one other match out there that I I was uh, grossed out by. I did watch most of the Nick Gage Invitational that took place at the exact same time so as weird. the uh, the death mat the King of the Death match. Um, how far into it was it? It was a couple matches in. So both of the, maybe it was a second round. Miedo Extremo and uh, Violento Jack. There was a point in that match where Miedo Extremo curb stomped Violento Jack into a skewer board. And uh, seeing a man go face first into a board of just hundreds of skewers. Yucky. Don't like it. Dangerous for the eyes. He even got a hand up. Maybe that's even worse. I don't know. Hated it. I mean, I, I don't think it's worse than in your eyes. Because eyelids, I don't know how, I don't know how there's not more people walking around without eyes. You ever touch your eyelid? That's not, it's real thin. There's not a lot of protection there. And I wear contact lenses, so I touch my eye just a little bit, putting in my contacts, and it's like, it hurts. I'm surprised like any of us can see. This becomes facts doing like Jim Gaffigan or Brian Regan material. Who's like, <laughs> do you ever wonder how there's not more people walking around without eyes? Oh my God. Speaking, I don't know if either of you are going to give a shit about this. Um, I hope not with an intro like that. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Why can't, oh my God. I, I have to cut it because I forgot the guy's name. Fuck. Oh. Why can't I think of this guy's name? Is this I like something related to comedy that Jim Gaffigan kind of brought it up? It's a, it's a, it's a character actor in an eye patch. Like he actually is an eye patch in real life. Brian no, Danielson. So, no, it's a, fuck, it's a guy that's in a bunch of comedy movies that there's a podcast i listen to that they ref i'm just gonna cut all this out but just tell you uh they reference him all the time in the podcast and i think it's funny because he's just a random person to bring up the other day my friends that live in burbank took their baby for a walk and they were walking by their neighbor's house and the neighbor like happened to be like halfway out the front door and was like oh hi and like hey and then as they said, hey, that actor came out from behind their neighbor out of the house wearing an eye patch. This like guy that I reference all the time that for some reason I just can't get his fucking So the guy in the eye patch is fucking the neighbor. That's what I'm getting out of this. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, Fuck. I mean, that's, this was, that's why this you're was there stupid. in the morning. This was they dynamite. This was gold. Well, but, yeah. but I can't think of the goddamn name. It's funnier when... Fuck. Well, you know, we already had to edit one thing. <laughs> yeah, yes. I'm like, what can I even... Man. Oh, it's on the tip of my fucking tongue. Go back into you stupid... You have a movie website. or anything? I can picture his face, but I can't think of the goddamn show. Or movie, anything. Alright. Alright, well, sorry about that, so... guys. Waste of time. <laughs> so yeah, so speaking of Mania Weekend... Again, it's not that far away. It's like two months away, a little over two months away. Um, do we have any idea what's on the Mania card yet? Oh, that's uh, Richard, Richard Kind. kind. <laughs> yes. I know Richard Kind. Of course. Eye patch now. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Continue. <laughs> what were you saying? We, about have, we have a we... friend, one of my friend's best friends from college we always would make fun of him and say he looks like Richard kind. And this is when we were in college and now, you know, he's in his forties. He, he kind of actually does look like Richard kind. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. Mania. 
WrestleMania, WWE's WrestleMania. Do we have any idea what's on the card? I know there's a couple of things that seem like they're swirling around, but is, is nope. there even a single match actually announced? No. Because we still have Elimination Chamber and Royal Rumble. And Royal Rumble's in like a couple People weeks. People have started pointing at the, the, well, is it a Liberty Bell? Is, it was a star? Like, what, what are they pointing at on the banner? Is it, I got, I'm assuming Liberty Bell. I think Cody's pointed. Sure. Cody's probably pointed. He's point. got to finish his story. Got to finish the story. Not this year, pal. Probably not. By getting, Probably the by getting super kicked by Okada. So it seems like where was... um, It's either an Elimination Chamber or I guess the Rumble that we're getting Kevin Owens versus uh, Logan Paul. Which to me, like, ooh, run that again. Make that a Mania match. Let those guys do something fucking... Like, let them do a Hell in a Cell or something crazy. Those two, I think, I- would have fun. No, I've already fantasy booked Logan Paul at Mania. Um, it's Logan Paul and CM Punk in an actual MMA fight. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Because I love, this is a pro-Logan Paul podcast. We all love Logan Paul. We've got some issues with Punk. If I can just see Logan Paul in real life just beat the shit out of him, I think, I, I think I'm good. I'll bury the hatchet. I can go back to liking CM Punk again. I just feel like, and then maybe he has to hold him down while Colt Cabana punches him once too. But then I'll be good with CM Punk again. <laughs> that would be the best thing is if Logan Paul comes out and there's like just like a he comes out with a thing of Prime, like a someone in a costume, and then the the Prime takes the thing off and it, it's Colt Cabana. <laughs> oh, in all seriousness, how? How emasculating is it if you're in the WWE locker room around Logan Paul? You know he's richer than you. You know he's more famous than you. But you're just like, oh, he's just some celebrity they got. He's YouTube or whatever, but he's just a celebrity. But no, no, it turns out he's a better wrestler than you. Oh, wait. And he can actually kick your ass in real life, too. You can't talk shit about him. You know? What? You can't take anything from him. He's He's an idiot, maybe. He seems like one to me, but like... He's just life's big winner. He's the one. <laughs> He's the one that solved it. This this blonde hair, blue eyed white guy really like hit the jackpot and just being rich, pretty talented, and um yeah yeah. This isn't even a just everything was given to him. He's by all accounts worked really hard to get really good at a lot of different things. He just puts it on YouTube, his process for getting good. I can also say, by the way, I've never seen a single one of his YouTube videos, but I love same. the guy. Love yeah, the I guy. Yeah, I can say the same. Yeah. As a, as a pro wrestling fan and as a drink enthusiast, I may yeah. not talk about Prime every week anymore, but just know there's always a case of it in my fridge. <laughs> That's the way Chris is going to be with Ooh Energy soon. Oh, always that's so much worse. Mine's 20 <laughs> calories and caffeine-free. Well, Yours is packed with maybe edible mushrooms, if you're so lucky. So what's the point of an energy drink that, that – oh, no, it's a hydration drink, right? It's, it's not a hydration. Uh, yeah, it's – Yeah. You know. I don't know. I mean, maybe you'd think differently if you had some woo energy that, you know, the Joker didn't put some of his Joker poison into. One in ten cases has botulism and like jokes on you. <laughs> what do you mean one in ten? Woo energy, it's a it's a it's a quality fifty fifty. 
<laughs> they just the woo the people that make it right. It's like just a licensing thing. Flair's like, okay, here you can use my image. You can oh. blah blah blah. Here's my other condition: I get whatever percentage of the sales, and also once a month, you're gonna put me in a room with some cans. You're gonna turn the cameras off, and when I'm done, you're not gonna ask any questions. <laughs> and it just goes. He just calls it hiding a golden ticket. <laughs> yeah. No one knows what it is. They're like, oh, do you want us to like post something on the website? Is... Nope. Nope. Just Nate being Nate. Just Nate being Nate. Doing his thing. How long are we into this? First so one was 41 f- minutes and we're at 36 now. You were like somewhere between an hour 10 and an hour 20. But I think including some like the beginning shit before we get started both times so we're probably that's true a little over an hour which is probably have to good cut all the richard kind stuff because i couldn't think of his name for the story it'll even be better when there's just a random non sequitur about richard kind later <laughs> it'll become it'll just become my catchphrase they won't know what you were doing that you were holding it up just like oh fax just yells richard kind sometimes usually when i come admittedly but <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd get a divorce pretty quickly if I did that. All right, everybody. No, is this where, do we have anything else? Do we have anything else? Where are we going? That's what? What, I'm going to have to listen to this episode just to see how it ends. This is a cliffhanger and I'm recording with you. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to be up late tonight. <laughs> And I'm going to have to record three separate parts of me talking in different voices to, like, make a, a just a clear edit point. But but you do, like, really, you do, like, our Vince McMahon as Chris. Like, this is what a New York Italian sounds like. Oh, Grateful Dead. Mamma mia. Grateful Dead pizza. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. I feel like there's probably something in this last bullshit that's worth keeping. I got sent um because I now have uh Lowell and, and Matt's phone numbers. Mm-hmm. And Lowell sent me um Nobs's asshole again today. <laughs> and there's he sent me a thing where he's like, you just you look at it too long when you look at it. And he's right. Because I did, you can't stop staring for just a little bit because it's like, it's so wide and deep. And like, I was trying to figure out like why and like how many hands could I fit in there? And like, I'm uncomfortable. I mean, he's a nasty boy. It's right there in the game. Like, I legitimately think I could get a good amount of my head up there. Like, more than I'm comfortable with. Like, it would look like I'm wearing knobs as, like, a yarmulke. Right. Right. It's the world's worst hairnet. (laughs) Knobs is asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't think we're going to stop this one, guys. Like, I I think we're just going to, we're going 24 hours on this one. This is this is gonna be like the uh, the COVID GCW charity thing. Was that even for charity or maybe it was fundraising for? It was GCW? for wrestlers. Yeah, it was for wrestlers. Yeah. Johnny Lloyd char- is fundamentally a charity. 
So my my buddy uh, Adam, just in case this makes the show, I'll give it the full intro. Adam Conover from Adam knows. Uh, Adam ruins everything on True TV and uh, the the G word on Netflix. Um, I just saw one of his IG reels, and it's him. Fuck, I forgot what I was talking about midway through. Richard Kind. <laughs> Richard Kind. Mm-hmm. You know what? Fuck it. I'm not editing this episode. Yeah, leave leave it's, it all. Leave it in, baby. Leave it um, all. Lowell did ask this though. He asked if And this by the year... way, if anybody watched Adam Ruins Everything, tweeted Adam Conover that his friend Jimmy Fax is talking about him in the context of Richard Kind and Brian Knobs' asshole. I'm sure he'll be thrilled and I'll get a warm, bright text from him tomorrow. Do you actually know him? Yeah, no, he's like we were legitimately one of my best friends growing up. Are you fucking kidding me? This has never come up in conversation. Not once. That's really funny. A guy I went to college with uh, directed that show. I mean, yeah. No, like, I mean, I still talk to him pretty, like, not every day, but. like, we That's still hilarious. I, I'm i uh, sure if you gave me the name of the director or something, like, I, I, I probably would know it, but I'd be like, oh, and he'd be like, yeah, I know that guy. Yeah, I'm sure he would. Yeah, I mean that's uh no, that's crazy. I watch. Uh, I'm a, I'm a fan, so that's uh that's fun. It's good. Small world. Small world. Small world. He's gonna be here soon at the the Nashville City Winery. My sister Ooh. has seen him last time he was in Nashville. Um, yeah, you can talk about you know Brian Knobs' asshole with him. Not a wrestling fan though, unless he started recently. Guys, I have terrible news. Oh, Seth no. Rollins tore his meniscus and. Uh... I mean, we all saw what Cody looked like, and he still fought him last year. Seth Rollins Wait, some kind of pussy that this is even a story. According to Fightful, it is. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, this is real. This is real. No, I'm not making this up. Wait, so a meniscus is in your shoulder, right? Is that right? That's I your knee. It's your knee. Oh, he needs that. That seems pretty important. Yeah. <laughs> So he could go no down an eye. We've covered that. Mm-hmm. Brian Daniels, he doesn't need both <laughs> eyes. If Richard needs... Kind don't need them both, then yeah, neither. I mean, <laughs> or or they just book Richard Kind for this one, right? He's a you know he shows up in all kinds of things. I'm told they I'm told want mainstream that. stars for Mania, right? If they can't get Rock, they can maybe they can get Richard Kind. It's true. I'm told I'm told Seth can wrestle if he puts a dental dam around it. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh my God! There's no way to edit this now. There's literally yeah. no way to edit this. We're releasing I, it as is, boys. We release it as is, and uh, just hope that I I'm not that anti-Semitic sounding on it. Now that we're that now that we're this deep into this, I think it's time that we flip on an episode of WCW Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Why? Well, a peacock anymore but i could put on an episode of like thunder in paradise and we can see oh, oh hell out. yeah there's got to be some episode of thunder on youtube and it doesn't really matter I'm which sure. one we watch so before we do actually get out of here lol wait wait, up... wait wait i just realized oh, damn it <laughs> go ahead <laughs> we forgot to even mention that apparently there's going to be a beast man war games 2 
Or may have that already was, been one, apparently. Unclear. Or maybe there already was one because it was on his Instagram four days ago, maybe Check five days ago. Check his fucking cage match. I, I don't again, trust not... cage match. He's going to have Virginia Championship Wrestling within four days of an event happening. I want to keep this in, too. All the sides. Wait, was this on? Uh, f- he did. He just won a four-on-one handicap. Was it Virginia Championship Wrestling? No, this was in Virginia for sure. I mean, unless he just like accidentally like retweeted or remessaged something old. No, I don't think this happened yet. Then it's not on. Is it, unless his cage match isn't updated. Yeah, you guys have. I... This is going to be so annoying to edit. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just fucking with you. I I really am just going to release this. Like it's going to be nearly two hours by the time we're done. <laughs> two two hours, and the stuff about Okada and Dilf Boy at American Cheeseburger is the most on topic. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what are you podcast. still proud to be part of this show? I am. I am. <laughs> We're going to figure out, I, we got to do something, WrestleMania weekend, we got to do something fucking stupid. I don't know what we gotta, we're going to do, but. Oh, like something we're going to tell the the listeners that we're doing. Yeah. Like premeditated stupid, because like, we're, we're definitely going to do some stupid shit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe we just, maybe we just have to bring our equipment to interview the Blue Mini and just be how, like, Blue Mini, just like ambush interview the Blue Mini for three how, hours. I got an idea. We're going to do a contest. We're each going to throw, I don't know, 50 bucks in. Whatever. The amount of money doesn't matter. Winner take all. It's a contest. How many people can we each get to look at the picture of Brian Nobbs' asshole? Now, here's a caveat. You have to tell the person it is going to be a picture of Brian Nobbs' asshole. You cannot trick them into looking at a picture of Brian Nobbs' asshole in an unsolicited manner. That's, That's violence. Just spoke like someone who's worked with his company's legal department quite a bit over his career. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, that's the contest. How many people can you get to willingly look at a picture of Brian Nobbs' asshole? And then, of course, a side rule that once one of us gets someone, n- neither of the other two can. But it is. I, feel- I think it's okay that if somebody's seen it before, as long as they haven't seen it in a while. I am going to run around. I'm going to get a ticket to WrestleCon, run around every person I see. This is just the sentence. I'm going to show you a picture of Brian Knobs asshole consent. And then, and then turn based on that. And then like click one With a microphone. You should put a microphone yeah. in their face. I, I need to record your consent. And then there's a moment where you realize you have done this to Brian Knobs. Oh, he goes, sure. sure. Of course. How did you take no, no, that then, selfie, I ask, Brian Knob? Because there's actually, fuck yeah, there's a third party. He Who the oh, fuck took sure. that picture? There's no, he's got, there was never he's a using both hands to spread that thing. There's no way he took it himself, I don't think. Hogan. It's 100% sags. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely sags. And it was Maybe. a medical photo. It wasn't actually a... It's like, it's just, just hey, man, sags... Sags was trying to explain to Nobbs what the inside of his asshole looked like, and he just couldn't come up with the language. He's like, 
He's gonna Brian, Brian, I just gotta take a picture. I'm just gonna show you the picture. <laughs> so you can see what I'm talking about. It's <laughs> long enough ago. He took he took that on an old school on uh, a Polaroid camera. It's actually they scanned that. That's what you see now is a scan. I'm just, just thinking of the sentence, does my asshole look too wide and deep to you? <laughs> <laughs> and then you know Sags was also showing him his asshole. So that then they could both take pictures and compare them. Like, see, yours is pretty wide too. Yeah, Brian, it's not as wide. Like, like, let's be real. I don't know what's been going on in your life. But let's. that's a wide asshole for an adult man. Um, Hogan walks in. Look, what's going on in here, brother? Somewhere there's a third Polaroid. Oh, no, he, he just goes. He just goes, <laughs> goes, goes. You guys taking asshole pics? I'm in. <laughs> but also, He's I got love the it. Whitest, deepest. You're at WrestleCon, and like, right when you're at Mania Weekend, there's so much going on, and like, again, you're up late, you're up early, like, you just get really tired. So, like, you're just at WrestleCon, you just like kind of crash, you just like sit in the chair, get a bottle of water. All of a sudden, you just hear knobs behind you go, so I hear you're showing people pictures of my asshole. How many you get up to? And you're just like, I'm at 67. He's like, huh, it's okay. <laughs> Record right now is 612. Did that in Dallas. <laughs> Child's play. Yeah, 67. I do that. You have days. entered the realm of the dark arts. <laughs> and you're not going to like what you find in there you stare at that long enough you start to see other things this podcast this... Has, has been like the running joke that's super funny and then you just gets done too much so you just kill it but then you just keep you power through that till it's funny again that's where we got this podcast was got weird and quiet and now it's my favorite podcast we've ever done. Guys, I have a question. <laughs> yeah, go yeah. ahead. Hulk Hogan saved someone from uh, a car wreck this week. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep. Do, do we have to do we do we got to do we got to give it to him for that? Tip of the hat. Tip of the bandana. He's wearing the bandana and an NWO shirt. You're flipped over in a car worried that you might die and then you just you're Come here, brother. Like, just, I got. I you. love that too. Is Hogan's wearing the NWO shirt? Obviously, didn't think or know he was going to get photographed, because it's like he's the most one of the most successful wrestlers of all time, a legit minor movie star for a time. Certainly, he had reality show. He's certainly worth millions, right? Certainly, with beyond question. Very and delicious yet, restaurant. Very delicious too. In his time, you had Pasta Mania. Now he's got the mm. the, the place that Knob steals from the trash bins, um, and yet he's just going to wear whatever free shirts Vince sends him. You think that makes him an everyman? Yeah, I don't know, man. He's taking asshole pics with knobs, <laughs> saving people from cars, wearing NWO shirts, just trying to do some karaoke with Joey Janela. Sounds like an only uh, an everyman to me, an OnlyFans to me. Oh shit, guys. Uh, there's been an update here on Fightful, actually. Uh, Brian Knobs' asshole has just entered the clusterfuck. Ooh. That's probably my second least favorite Royal Rumble spinoff. It was super fun and cute once. I don't know why they keep doing it. But if they got Brian Knobs' asshole, I'm in. I think Here's where Peter's out again for a little bit. 
<laughs> and what's going to bring through. us back up? You got to power through till someone falls asleep on the air. <laughs> you guys didn't get a show for like three weeks, so you're getting <laughs> you're getting too much so of much shit show. you didn't ask for. You're like, why didn't they cut all the fucking Richard Kind stuff? Well, because we brought it up on accident ten to fifteen minutes later after that, so there's just no editing it's, point. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, it's the context. Just, it's just the thing we do now. No one has made it this far. No, no. one. No, oh, no one. I'm not making it this far. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat for how it ends because it's now so late. I'm not going to remember and, and I'm not going to stick with it. I'm on the edge of my seat now for how it ends. Yeah. I don't know when it's coming. It, I, well, it's one of us falls asleep or I don't know. I was going to say takes a shit, but you know, we, you can bring a laptop on the toilet with you. Oh, for sure. There's plenty of space for that. Yeah. I can probably carry my microphone. I'm two of these uh, Rhode Island beers that Quint drinks and jaws in. Yeah. Um, if we got to bring back in Richard Dreyfus uh, yeah. into the podcast somehow, uh, I've got four more upstairs. I'm I can party. What do you? What do we need to talk about? That would be, by the way, a great matchup for Sting's last match: Sting Dreyfus. and Darby versus Dreyfus and Jimmy Lloyd. Mm. Yeah, the Young Bucks. I mean, that's going to be good. But Dreyfus and Lloyd. <laughs> Love the Young Bucks mustaches. They're it's, beautiful. I, every time they reinvent their look, it just gets better and better. They're beautiful. And they're going to come back. Okada's going to grow that mustache, and he's going to join Ooh, them. That would be brilliant. I don't know about you guys. I've been making a lot of jokes with friends about what could happen to Okada. And, like, at least half of them, I make them as jokes and then quietly realize afterwards it would actually be awesome. Guy can do anything. Anything. NWA, baby. New champ. Who is Colville, Tennessee? It's EC3. Yeah. yeah. VCW's EC3. Chris, get us out of here. Chris, get get us out. Get us out of here. Chris, get us out of here. Yeah, it's on you, Chris. Guys, listeners, friends. It's been a beautiful time, and I really thank you for going on this beautiful and strange and, frankly, confusing journey with us. Richard Kind! <laughs> I'm leaving it in. This episode is going out as is. Fuck it. It's been a, it's been our, it's been a long month, uh, six weeks, two months, uh, I don't know how long, for all of us. Um... Did you know, guys, guys, we just hit the one-year anniversary of Jay Briscoe dying? That's really sad. It just, uh, it still hits me. I can't believe it's only been a year. Um, yeah. Why are yeah. you bringing him into this? this well, is, we got to go another 15 minutes now. we got to talk about this. Um, no, okay, go back yeah, and listen yeah. to facts, and I talk about that if you need to. Um, we still miss you, Jay. And, um, I, you know, I think, Garrett, mm-hmm. we have to just hit the goddamn music. And if we don't, we know that Richard Kind uh, fucks. Yeah. This is bonus content for an episode that's already far too long. Um, I had a dream last night, and it was like sort of wrestling themed. You know, when like it's it's like kind of hazy, but it's like it's like definitely still wrestling. And like Swerve was in the dream. He's he's in this dream. Sexy. 
sexy, of course. And I realized he's wrestling. I don't remember who he's wrestling. But then I realized, like, in this dream, I'm, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm Swerve's manager, which means I dreamed I was Prince Nana. And I did the dance really well. Wait, like, were you you or you were, like, in Prince Nana's body? It was very confused. It was dream, a dream state, so unclear. Um, whatever would make you laugh harder, that's what that's what it was. Just assume that. Can so, you do the dance right now? That's cultural appropriation, first. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you sharing that with us. And I also appreciate that you asked consent for us to start recording again. Even when we clearly established tonight, there are no fucking rules for podcasting anymore. Yeah. Hey, uh, yeah, we're on Zencaster now. So if you were looking to uh, download these from Libsyn for some reason, if you were going to the main feed, uh, it's not there anymore. We are on Zencaster now. We're Zencaster boys. So you're um, telling the people on the feed that definitionally can't get this episode on this episode to get like is this is this like a marty mcfly almost banging his own mom thing um i mean i guess technically i still could upload this because we have it until february but i'm gonna kill you know the, what I, the confirm, feed. I i think i've told you, i i really dislike apple podcasts I, I just think it's a really garbage product and i haven't really loved a lot of the other things so for a long time i was using google podcasts google podcast is going away I just today exported and said, because they were like, put it in YouTube music. And I'm like, no, nah, that's going to suck. But I just, it was one button press and I can get continuity. So I'm like, fuck it, I'll just do it. And so I can proudly confirm whether it's intentional or not. We are on YouTube music's podcast feeds. No shit. Uh, that's fun. Um, I didn't I didn't know that. Um, I found I, that we out as Google, I was. So I'm just assuming they use the same one from Google, right? YouTube and Google's the same thing. Hmm. See, I never uploaded anything to Google because this was as I was uploading the new podcast, I had to go to Google and it said, no, thank you. We're about to die in a month. Uh, go to YouTube instead. So it, the whole podcast is on YouTube. I've never searched, though. Are we on like actual YouTube then? No. So YouTube music is different. But yeah, I mean, it's it's the, they have the most recent episode on there. So uh it's there. They have the episode from January 7th. So um, so I think it does mean that you can probably find it on YouTube. But like YouTube music is like a separate app. And like it'll yeah. play through your car mode and all that. But like if there is a video, it'll play it. But for things without a video, it just plays like any other podcast thing where it just kind of plays in the background. And there's just a the little thin strip at the bottom with like where you are in the episode. Hmm. But I think most podcasts that are on YouTube proper, like they intentionally upload it as a video, because that's what that's what we used to do occasionally. Yeah, just a few. A couple of them people have watched. Yeah. More would if we put Brian on the knobs' asshole on it. With consent. With consent. That on would YouTube. definitely violate the terms of your service for YouTube. All right, well, now I do actually have to take a shit. Um, 
So we'll see you back here in five. We're going till <laughs> what time is it now? Yeah, we're going till at least midnight. Um, mid midnight West, you know, Pacific time. Right. Well, I've, this is my work computer, so I have it in West Coast time. So yeah, I, I knew exactly. We got three and a half hours. All right. Perfect. Well. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Um, at Predetermined Podcast on Instagram, at Gartet, at Jimmy Lloyd's IMDb page, at Gartet. Uh, listen to my new podcast, Erotic Thriller Club. Uh, listen to Chris's podcast, Sullivan Street. Sullivan Street. And then just listen to me yell angrily uh, in the, the New Jersey's wilderness. It's a thing I do now. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been an extra long one. We love you. And Richard Kind. Richard Kind each other. <laughs> <laughs>